2: The Around the NFL Podcast. Sugars the A-gap.
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Henses, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Oh. Oh, boy. Guess what, Chris Wessling? This is a <laughs> special show. It's up right right as it hits, as the news comes out. This is our second annual NFL 2015 Schedule Extravaganza.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That'll get Wes excited. We don't have a lot of annual shows. I mean, this is a tradition, kind of like carving up that turkey on Thanksgiving. Second annual. There won't be a third
2: annual. (laughs) Just the
4: second it drops. People don't go to (laughs) NFL.com to check the schedule or watch NFL Network. They just put on their old iPod and listen. (laughs) <laughs> find, don't roll with the <laughs> iPod. Um, typically,
3: yeah. Typically, we'll have a show up earlier on Tuesday or perhaps even Monday, but uh, the show is coming out a little later. I think it's 1 a.m. Uh, London time. Uh, <laughs> if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken, when this drops, a uh, you know evening time here on the West Coast. We're sure,
4: people are staying up to get it.
3: The United States. They don't, are. Don't under don't under,
4: under, underestimate the U- good job. By the way, UK the, audience. I've been doing some research on our listenership. I know we're going to get to the schedule. <laughs> I want to party with quickly. you, Cowboy. Total the, the, U- the U.K. audience keeps growing percentage-wise, so thank yeah. you. And all the other countries out there, you know, step up to the U.K.'s game. Let's go, Angola. The
5: U.K. only <laughs> has about four countries in it. So. I'm just think, saying the
4: percentage you know, of the audience keeps growing from the U.K. That's I don't know it. anything about Angola.
3: So, Angola's in trouble. we got a big show today, big, big, big show. I'm excited about it. Not quite as excited maybe about Thursday's show. I was really excited about this one. This one, I'm like, you know, 7 out of 10 excited. That's good to be honest. Yeah. Um, and we're going to break down the schedule, or the schedule, Wes, uh, in six parts, basically. We have, we have a bunch of content. If you go to NFL.com slash Around the NFL, uh, we, uh, we break down the schedule. We've all written pieces about uh, the 2015 slate, so make sure you check that out. And we're going to talk about, you know, basically, uh, we're going to break it down in every possible way, Wes. And I know you're excited about
2: it. Can't wait to analyze a schedule that we that won't even matter for another five months. <laughs> one of the joys, I think, for all of us, the three of us watching Wes, just as a like a kid in a candy store, this is one of his favorite <laughs> off-season, you know, ten-pole moments when the schedule <laughs> releases. That's Wes's sweet spot. Oh, I wish it. you weren't a liar.
4: It's
6: the most overhyped thing we do at
4: NFL Media. <laughs> It just comes in a quiet time of the year. You're absolutely right. It's total nonsense. We already know all the opponents. Right. It's just shuffling around at different times. But they play in week three. Who cares? But it's fun. Tell me about it in week two, and I'll get ready. I'll get excited for it. Sometimes silly things are fun, Wes. (laughs) (laughs) Very serious. Talk to me like I'm your daughter.
3: (laughs) By the way, Wes, uh, you know, we could talk about the schedule, or we could do a show on Tim Tebow signing with the Eagles. Do you have any hot takes about that? Actual football news
6: and analysis? Yes, I'd much rather talk about it. Tim Tebow or Philip Rivers, then this well, that's Give well, me well, a Tim Tebow hot take. Well, Tebow's not going to make the roster, but it's interesting that Chip Kelly, he wound up with Chip Kelly, who once said while he was at Oregon that it wasn't a Tim Tebow type of offense. So I found that a little interesting. But uh, The Philip Rivers, I, I think Greg had this yesterday because we were watching LaDainian Tomlinson, and it kind of shocked us how frankly LaDainian was talking that he thinks that Rivers will be gone from San Diego.
4: Rivers is sending a message. I mean, that's something to think about while we're – Looking at this Titans' schedule, who's the quarterback there? Rivers is not talking to the media this week or next. But through Tomlinson's words, saying that he's frustrated with the organization, went through a laundry list of the players that have left there, I, he's basically talking. He's talking through Tomlinson. He's talking through Kevin Acey of the Union Tribune. He's not happy. He wants out. He's hoping for a trade. It's crazy.
3: And as far as uh, to circle back to Tebow for one second, it's a perfect way to cap Chip Kelly's offseason of me.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
3: <Stop>. <laughs> you know, he, now he's got Tebow on the roster, and he could quietly cut uh, Tebow in August, but because it's already achieved its desire, desired effect, we are once again trying to get inside the mind of the mysterious Chip Kelly, the great genius, but we can't because it's just too much going on in there. <laughs>
6: I look at it differently. I see this as, once again, Chip Kelly's thinking outside the box, a player who definitely should be in the NFL. He's better than a lot of second and third-string quarterbacks. Chip
3: Kelly disciple to my left.
6: You can win games with Tim Tebow. You can't win games with a lot like Thaddeus Lewis. I mean, yeah, good for you, Chip Kelly. So Chip Kelly's smarter
3: than the 31 other coaches for signing
6: Tim Tebow? No, I think there's a group think in the NFL, especially when it comes to player evaluation. And – once somebody says I don't want a circus in in town, he's not worth it. Then the rest of the teams
4: agree with that. I hear you, but you're—I've never thought I'd hear Wesseling defend a quarterback that can't throw. I mean, it he hasn't Do shown you want to win ability. games or not?
0: Tim, Tim Tebow, Tebow wins Tebow,
4: games. Wouldn't you take him over Matt Barkley? I would. Yes. John, John Fox has no int- had no interest really in Tim Tebow. Bill Belichick had no the interest. It's shocking that John Fox Josh would McDaniels, have Josh no McDaniels, who drafted Tim Tebow didn't really have interest in keeping Tebow on the team. He couldn't do anything in New York. Either. I'm just saying a lot of people have given up. They've, they've seen what he can do. I'm not saying that Tim Tebow is some secret weapon. I'm
6: saying he's better than a lot of these guys. He's better than Ryan Lindley by far.
2: And one and one thing with Chip Kelly doesn't have to because he doesn't have an empowered general manager or anyone to say, hey, guys, not a good idea for the organization. He runs the show, and he can make this move where other coaches, if they wanted him, have a lot of hoops to jump through to even it's bring him on. the beauty of
6: the NFL. He'll have to answer to it if it doesn't work. Yeah.
2: Well, enjoy this because it won't last beyond August.
4: He ain't
3: making that <laughs> team. Can't play. Can't well, he can play.
4: I think the only way he would make the team is if they do what the Jets want to do and figure out Oh, some, that worked out so Some well. way where you could use him a few plays a game or here and there, and it's not like he's going to be starting that's for what The not Jets thought out. they were
3: going to do and it was a huge distraction. I don't know why Chip Kelly would ever invite that into his building. And it's not just to me groupthink. It's the truth. The guy, he's a lightning rod for debate. The second Sam Bradford struggles mm. in September, it becomes this whole th- whole uh, deal again. It won't again be about I Tebow. I get Tebow in there. Give uh, him a I shot. I think that's
6: past. I really do. I think most of the country knows that Tebow can't throw the ball, so there's not...
4: Eagles fans are not going to be clamoring for Tim Tebow. And there is less interest in him now. I mean, we're talking right, about yeah. if it's the middle of April, this story would have gotten a little more buried if it had happened right in the middle of free agency. But you know, I want to applaud the audience once again. Not really clicking on the Tim Tebow stories as much anymore, which I like. Nicely done. So they Thank you were forced to, rel- to all, our site.
2: It's all relative. <laughs> it's still very popular, but it's not the craziness. You could you could sell before. the executive type people in our building when they were forced in meetings this morning to acknowledge that the Tebow stories weren't doing well. Ooh, that hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> they
3: had a hard time with that. shadowy league. Figure. Shadowy league figures. A dark day when Tebow is not moving the needle. Uh, <laughs> let's now look behind the glass. It's been a while, and uh, maybe it hasn't. Maybe it hasn't been as quite as long as it feels to me. But I feel like it's been a while since the great TD St. Daniel. Has been behind the glass. What's up, buddy boy?
5: <laughs> what is going on in St. Matthew Daniel, by the oh, way? I always get that wrong. <laughs> it's yeah. only been No five... disrespect. I know. It's only
2: I know. been five minutes since T.D. walked in and took a shot at Mark Sessler. Oh, I mean, well, that was unprofessional. It was off the air and it was unprofessional. No, no, I was providing facts and you just come with some heat. One of the secret. great
3: antagonistic uh, relationships in all of <laughs> <laughs> podcast radio right now. Maybe perhaps the premier antagonistic I relationship. <laughs> T.D. Uh,
5: Glad to be back, and guys. I, I was away last week, but um, back and I know Gold Standard is here doing his thing. I'm big fan of Gold Standard. What you know the Are
2: thing. you though?
5: I, you guys <laughs>
4: try to turn it's me easy against to say it. when he's
3: going out the door. You
5: guys are trying to turn him against me. It's impossible. Man. Just put
3: it this way. Put it this way. If Gold Standard wasn't moving on to bigger and better things right. at the end of the month, you wouldn't have been so cool about him doing four shows in five. Mm. W- and I mean,
5: I know I missed the show. Yeah, but, you know, I right. Ghost like, standard is my guy.
3: Did you notice when Wes was uh, drunk it, on the phone a couple weeks ago and he said how much he missed you and how great you were?
5: That's true. He said oh, he you didn't listen to you, that I show? Oh, I, listened, oh. I listened to quite a bit, but not the whole thing. Oh. Wes sung your praises he oh, he in did?
6: an oh, inebriated man. state. I was not drunk.
2: Julius, I
5: listened no? to quite a bit.
2: What does well, that mean? Yeah, I Five I minutes, maybe? To,
5: directed and produced Zach Goldman show. I listened to, you know, last episode where Zach – did a news drop you know all right you know, T- I, I td talking about
4: the gold standard reminds me of belichick's flowery statements after he cuts a guy you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're he's the greatest patriot of all time that I, just, that, I just, <laughs> that I just fired um and well the
3: last show you did mention right before we started you might have had an issue with something that we talked about
5: in the last show well I, yeah i just said it you know like you know i remember when i first started producing the show yeah. and we would go to news and the very first time i said let's do it and Everyone went up in arms, like, oh, that's the ghost Dance thing. You can't say, let's do it. So I had to come up with a new oh, drop right, every right. show, okay. and that sort of became, you know. That of was your thing. thing. And then, oh, this is the last episode, and then, you know, you asked for a news drop. And-
4: well, we wanted one once, you yeah, know. Well, okay, time. that was tied to
3: Britt McHenry, uh, yeah. the suspended ESPN reporter. Team Britt over here, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that was, you know, that was nothing against you. That was more like I wanted to get that into the show, no, I, I, and it was my idea. So don't put it on Zach.
5: Like I said, go you know, I don't want
3: you to be you and Zach to become the yeah, way
5: you TD, are. C D T D. It's called
2: a production element.
5: Go stand it. You know, he's the best of us. I'm a go standing fan. But quick question for you guys, though. Really quick question. Who's Better worse? be on the schedule. Who's worse? It is the guy that says schedule, or the guy that says image. I mean, like seventy percent of our audience. Wait, who's worse? Schedule or what? Immaturity. What's the immaturity? Yeah. So rather than going immature, that?
4: Oh immature. Yeah. Oh, oh, immature. Oh, Im- immaturity. Is way I never worse. heard that, so that sounds worse to me. I like <laughs> I like
5: schedule.
3: I mean, I don't really look to like bury people about how they pronounce things. So that's I, that's
5: right. I think you just put a lot of effort into it, right? Yeah. So, somewhat easier to say schedule and immature. You know?
3: Schedule is not bad, though. It's kind of sneaky yeah. uh, under the radar is a good alter, alternate pronunciation. I'm doing too much. I think. Um, all right, a so questionable
2: c- comment by TD. Yeah, I
3: mean, that was weird. But <laughs> TD, it is good to have you back, buddy. Uh, so let's talk about it now. Let's get into the schedule or the schedule or however you want to say it, uh, because it is out. And I, I guess we'll start. Let's just start right off the top, because I want to get into a little bit. Uh, my colleague and, and my boss, the boss to the right, we talked about a couple of weeks ago when Le'Veon Bell got suspended, and we said, oh, you know what? This is all setting up for the <laughs> Patriots to pull the Steelers in week one in their building without Le'Veon Bell. And wouldn't you know it, they all get together in their little office in Park Avenue and they close the door and they have so many options to choose from. What do they do? They give Bill Belichick and the Patriots, the Steelers, without their best player, their best running back. Uh, it, to me, it all smells like the throne of ease is cooking again in another season.
4: Or maybe they looked at two of the best teams in the AFC over the last ten years since Ben Roethlisberger was drafted.
2: This number one. I can't hear one. him; he's too high up on his. And the number the three
4: team—they're—they're they're the two two of the favorites for this year. Of course, they're going to be there in week one.
2: I think Dan's theory is probably more
4: solid and correct. This is good news for the Patriots that they get to misspell. But I promise you, it's good news for the Steelers too because they get the Patriots. In week one in September, that's when they're at their worst. Their winning percentage way lower I mean, in September than any other silly. month. It's but it's it's the truth. If you play the Patriots, you want to play them early. How Patriots about,
6: take a month or so to figure out how they're going to run their team. That as game. but okay, fair enough. But as
3: Damašek said downstairs, Damašek very upset that the Steelers <laughs> yes, got week one. Upset. He re- he referred to the week one road opponent in the Thursday night game as a sacrificial lamb, and with the exception of one year. Which is an outlier, the Giants uh, falling to the Cowboys a few years back. It is always that home team defending champion wins. The Patriots are going to be a heavy favorite to win that game, and the Steelers are without their most dynamic player. It's, it, you know, it just gets me mad. It, why did the Patriots get so many they're, breaks? They're
4: less of a favorite than they would be against the Jets or the Bills or the Eagles for that matter. So what, those were the options. They picked the best team. Steelers. Well, we wanted we Best wanted Eagles-Steelers,
2: and I still think that would have been more interesting. But this is a good game. I don't have a problem with Steelers-Patriots. It al- is a good game. I was only a little surprised
4: because it's the all I got caught smoking pot and got suspended for a bowl. I mean, yeah, look, I Aaron know. Blunt's out. Lavian Bell's out. It's just a little weird because that's going to
2: be a big focus of this game, shouldn't it be? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you needed to throw the word bowl in there. I think you already had made your point at that point, <laughs> you keep hammering her home.
3: Drugs. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it will <laughs> still be a good game. I'm sure it will be. I just thought I, it just seemed so obvious to me that that's how it was going to play out. I don't know.
2: Well, what would you have wanted yeah. week one? Eagles. Hm.
3: I think that would have been fun.
2: We should
6: celebrate that matchup by reading the Drugs Delaney letter from outside Providence. <laughs> I have oh,
3: no yeah. idea
4: what you're talking about right now.
3: Yeah, I'm dr- in mean Drugs Delaney. Dear Mr. Thunderturd. Yeah, rest in peace, <laughs> Mr. Delaney. Um, all right, so, yeah, that was the thing that jumped out to me. Does anybody want to uh, – how do we want to do this? Do we want to kind of go through some of our content here? Do you, anybody else have something that well, maybe jumped out to them immediately?
4: Well, let's start with week one. Okay, I, that's l- fun. You know, I like that. I wrote a little just about that week one week, but one of the games – that's under the radar, not a primetime game or anything. Titans, Bucks week one. Maybe we're going to have the top two picks of the draft, possibly. It's not going to be a, a, a sexy game, but if it's Jameis Winston versus Marcus Mariota in week one, that's pretty crazy. Shove that back down under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it stuck out. I mean, has that ever happened? I would kind of doubt it.
3: Speaking of predictable, and I'm a fan of these this matchup, but uh, also hyper predictable is the first Sunday night game of the year. Yeah. Giants at Cowboys, which I feel like has oh. been either the week 1 or week 17 matchup on NBC for the past 13 straight years. Yeah, you
2: can already hear Chris Collinsworth calling this game. What a great game yeah. that would be in
4: 1990. They sh- they should <laughs> just call this the the Giants at Cowboys Sunday night game cuz that's <laughs> all that's all it is. You're right, but it guarantees the ratings. And for all the Cowboys, you know, talk we give like, every single top-rated game ever is a Cowboys. I
2: like Cowboys. this one out of and the And they game. play entertaining primetime games yeah. also.
4: Good quarterback. Come
2: on. Ravens at Broncos. you got Kubiak Ooh. in Denver taking on his old offense in Baltimore. And, I, you know, you, you know that's a tough one. Whoever wins that has got to feel very good about week one.
3: surprised I didn't think to put that on my list of revenge games. Kubiak. Ooh. And so, You still I'm, could. One thing I'm not surprised about <laughs> is that Mark was given one takeaway from week one, and he went straight to the coordinators. The friend of the coordinator, <laughs> Mark Sessler. Well, it's exciting. Why to me. is it that you connect with coordinators in such a way? What is the, the what is the mentality behind it? I'm curious what it is.
2: I think because you know they're in the shadows a little bit, but I think if I were ever to be a football coach, I would want to be not the head coach necessarily, but the offensive coordinator. You on some level see yourself as a coordinator on some level,
3: whether it be in the office or at home, and you think you deserve mm. more pub. And that's why you bring it to me. That feels that feels coaches.
2: accurate to me. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. <laughs>
4: You're the Mark Tressman of the group.
3: Speaking of uh, a coordinator, just
2: was fired. So, <laughs> I don't know about
4: that.
3: speaking of Mark, uh, the Jets and the Brownies in Week One. How exciting is that, Greg? Obviously, will be sending us to that game. So, uh, to all our <laughs> listeners in the uh, New York, New Jersey area, we'll, we could have a tweet up, Greg. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's not true. I just made that up. But Greg, how about it?
4: If we're sending anyone anywhere, it's to Foxborough for that kickoff like he went to last year. You know, fun. Yeah. a couple of teams hoping to get to eight wins. Our roving week one reporter <laughs> Dan Hans. <laughs> I can do both. I could swing yeah, I could swing by New
3: York and then pop up no. uh, or pop into New York after New England.
4: That's cool. I mean they they do always try to have the teams that struggled last year face off against each other early in the year so you get some early wins. I mean that's been a formula smart. For, for fifty years. That's why the Titans and the and the Bucks are playing each other. The thing that stuck out to me is that finally the doubleheader nightcap on Monday night in week one is not including the Raiders, is not an AFC West game. I think that's the first time ever – Vikings 49ers Teddy Bridgewater on national TV against the new look 49ers. I know their team's kind of in transition, but I like that as a as two teams
2: kind of. I just want to watch by my by new themselves. New look is generous. I mean, it's more like what was in the picture. It's <laughs> been like sixty percent of it's been removed. How about Eagles Falcons the same night? First time we get to see Shanahan's. Offense. A little not bit Ryan. of a snoozer, though, in Atlanta. I don't like that one that much. I mean, I like well, Eagles. Well, it gets in a big crowd noise going, and that thing's going to be hopping. Do you all the birds. Do you think
3: Tim Tebow will watch that Eagles game from his couch, or do you think he'll go to a sports bar?
2: I think he'll be watching it from the sideline while Matt Barkley is somewhere else watching it from <laughs> someone else's couch. I, <laughs> I always thought they should. <laughs> all right. I'm not on board with this. Tebow doesn't make the Eagles thing. We'll see. I oh. always thought they should do
4: this Monday night doubleheader a different time of year because by that point in the first Monday, it's like we haven't had any football for months. It'd be like keeping Chris Wesseling away from Tybee Island for a year. That first night or two, he's back. I mean, he's getting after it. There's a lot to go for. And it's like w- it, wouldn't we enjoy that mon- nice Monday night doubleheader a little later in the season? Spread out the love. You see what I'm saying?
3: Okay. I respect that. Uh, <laughs> hey, one other tentpole, uh <laughs> portion of the season – Thanksgiving, let's talk about Thanksgiving, uh, and we'll start with Eagles at Lions, that's the early game, solid game, I like that game, I'll miss Sue. Uh, Sue. Uh, he always seemed to bring adventures to that game, uh, then you have the Panthers at Cowboys, that's the middle game, that's a little weird that the Panthers snuck in there, uh, your <laughs> thoughts about that, you, get what the Panthers? you? Eh, you know.
6: They're a fun team to watch. Why do you have a problem with that? They They're are a much s- more fun team to watch than the Cowboys are.
4: I mean, they were literally oh, one of on. the final eight teams in the NFL playoffs two straight years. How right. many teams can say we're that? We're going to
2: count the Panthers as a, as a true playoff team last year. That was they
4: bad. won a game. Uh, they, they were they playing won. really well
2: at the end of the year. And but they played, played a team with no quarterback, but they were good down the stretch. Does anyone forget that game against
4: the Seahawks? It might, was I wrong that it was tied to start the fourth quarter? Every, you know, mm. They were a competitive team. They have Cam Newton. That makes All right, them I'll watch. back, off. That makes I'll them back off. The Lions, to me, are a little more boring.
2: No, I, I think they messed up this Thanksgiving slate. And then Whoa. the
3: Thanksgiving night, Chicago Bears at Green Bay Packers. You know, talk about sacrificial lambs. Bears will be lucky to be uh, out of the first half, not down 20 points. Uh, and then at halftime, finally, thankfully, Brett Favre is going to get his frickin' number retired. I don't know how, much, how long we've had to talk about that, how many <laughs> stories we've had to write about that. I mean, like, as if it's such a big deal, but he will get his number retired at halftime. Uh, but that game, to me, smells like a, a potential stinker. Well, it's right? a
2: nightmare. I think, like, last year, and, they, you know, Wes pointed this out in something that he's written, that two years in a row, no AFC teams on Thanksgiving. And this is the perfect setup for a classic Steelers-Ravens-type brawl. Mm. Instead, you're putting Jake Cutler in there against Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Jake Cutler. Well, right, or yeah. or someone even less. It's just it's it smells to me like a, a absolute bomb drop as the twenty eight three game. at the weren't, half.
6: Weren't they up forty five to nothing at halftime last time <laughs> they played? Something insane. <laughs> I agree with the Packers you. have
4: have gone eleven and two against the Bears since Jay Cutler landed in Chicago. The Bears were a fun oh. team to watch at this point. I feel like they need to – it's up to them to change our minds. But
2: what's now. the thinking? Why, like, There's it's a bunch again, of more th- people in the Here's the room.
4: thinking. Brett Favre is getting his number retired on Thanksgiving. It's his return. That's the star. That's. It's all about Favre well, that night. It's also
6: the NFL's oldest rivalry.
4: Right. And and Favre had his best – or one of his best records against the Bears, 22-10 and 10 against them, a lot of games against them. It all – Who knows? Maybe it, the Bears surprised It does surprises. make a little sense. Listen, it's – Green Bay, Lambeau on a Thursday night, Thanksgiving. I mean, that's never happened before. I there is something cool. I kind of like this match. Ooh,
6: I'm, I'm on board. Maybe Why the, not?
4: Maybe the Bears won't stay.
2: I mean, Green, play, Green Bay plays Seattle. How about you put that Thanksgiving night? Ratings, firebomb. Instead, you got Jake Cutler in I like late that. November. All right, you're right. Hi, Mark.
3: I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, I want to know. <laughs> I want you to tell me, if you can, some teams that, in your estimation – Got lucky. Who got lucky uh, when it comes to the release of the schedule? When you look at it, obviously we can't really tell. We don't know who's going to be good, who's no. who's going to who's going to suck. But maybe your first glance and you looked at these schedules. Who maybe jumped out to his teams that will have the advantage? Uh, this season because of the way it was put uh, scheduled.
2: I don't know about advantage because I think it's, I, for me, it's some who bounce back from having crappy schedules last year and have a better situation this time. The Jets are one team for me. Like, they had a murderous row of quarterbacks last season. They had to play Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, Peyton Manning. None of those guys are on the schedule this time around. Mm. And they get the AFC, they get the Titans, Jaguars, and Texans, and they open with Cleveland. And they don't have that first place schedule so they're getting the Clevelands and the Titans, that type of fair, And so, uh, you know, they had four wins last season. I think they could double that.
3: They got the NFC
2: East. Better win that week one game.
4: Yes. You got
3: They, it. Got, they got the NFC East. They got the AFC South. That's not too crazy at all. And their division stuff, I mean, it's gonna, the Patriots are there. But then the rest of the teams are all kind of at their level. So I think they're in pretty good position. Who else you got here?
2: Well, I went NFC South because, I mean, you know, what do we know today? But they play the AFC South. So that's going to help them get out of the – you know, it's 7-8-1 won the division last year. It's not going to be that way this year. I think the Saints are an improved team. You know, the Falcons, I think they'll be a better offense this year around, better team. And, like, will they get they get a, the crappy AFC division. That's What more can you ask
4: for? That's huge, and that's how I – a lot of times I pick my wild card teams. Just, okay, what divisions could get multiple playoff teams? The AFC North had a very advantageous schedule last year, and it, and it worked out that way. The only thing is the AFC South might be looking at that NFC South and thinking we've got well, a schedule. Well, they probably schedule. are.
2: I look at the Saints, though; they're the only team of every NFL team that doesn't play consecutive road games. Hmm. They don't have to go on any nasty three-game. You know, I mean the the bat the teams that are in trouble, the ones that have three or four road games in a row. It's a couple of those three teams.
3: Mark, I'm looking at your your post, uh, which on this uh, who got lucky, you listed a bunch of teams and divisions, and I wanted to say if anybody wants to read Mark's stuff. NFL.com slash Mark's Latest Think Piece.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, this one was thrust upon me. I, Dan going ever. out
4: of his way to have people not read Mark's content. Uh,
3: <laughs> no, make sure you read it. It's good. But I also noticed that you use Autumn. You are the only uh, around the NFL writer that uses Autumn uh, repeatedly in your content.
2: Well, I'm tired of having to write last year, last season, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm.
3: I'm not taking shots. I'm just No, no. It's, here. you
2: know. I noticed It's also incorrect because half the season doesn't take place in the autumn. So I get that. I noticed the Colts continue <laughs> to have the softest schedule in the NFL. Yeah,
4: well,
6: that's they do. Uh, they're eight and skate. We well, they
2: they p- well, again they play the division we were just talking about. And they they can eat up they can eat them up, and then they're tough games. New England, you know, I think the Saints is a tough game in Denver. They play all those teams at home. Mm. They get eight eight free wins every year. Eight when I was when I was in the post office.
6: Just six, right? We used to have a phrase: eight and skate.
3: <laughs> what is that? What was They're,
6: it? So, if you're part of the union and you you like a veteran guy, you you have so many days a week where you're not allowed to have overtime. So, if you're guaranteed only eight hours that day, you got eight and skate. You you got eight, eight hours, hours and then you're you are skate out. for the day. That's Colts get of, eight
4: free wins every year. Eight and skate. I'm so
3: glad you escaped
4: that one. <laughs> <laughs> Six free wins. Not to ruin. No, they thing. get they get another two easy games just for every fun. Year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they get. Plenty of easy games. They got to start in Buffalo. That's a fun Week One game. They got the Buccaneers this year. Oh my gosh! Yeah,
3: you like uh, you like the Saints as a team that's been set up for a bounce back year, Hummer.
2: I think so. It seemed like everything kind of went wrong last year, and they've set. They were my Super Bowl pick last year. I got to. They got to do something, right?
3: Wait, you you put them on this list just because you picked them to <laughs> go to the Super Bowl? No, <laughs> sure.
2: I like the fact that they don't have a, a nasty road schedule.
3: Do you want to give any details? No. <laughs> uh, I, I'm reading your content. Only NFL team without back-to-back road games. That seems. Well, I mentioned it. that
2: earlier in the in the broadcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> Their only consecutive away dates the, come on either sides of the team's the week eleven bye. Did you know that?
2: Yeah. Well, this is the research I did about an hour ago.
4: <laughs> they got to start in Arizona. I always kind of look at that <laughs> September start. I mean, because after that, who knows? But start in Arizona. That's a tough place. You got to go to Carolina week three.
3: You guys want to know who got. <laughs>
4: Sure. That's We're not right. allowed
3: to use that terminology on the website or probably even the podcast. But uh, uh on <laughs> Definitely the, know the podcast on the NFL.com. Got bleeped out. Okay. <laughs>
4: who got uh, hosed? That's another thing we couldn't say online, but we can say that in the podcast. See, yeah, there is that, a That's fine. Every time bang a gong comes on the radio, T D bleeps it out. <laughs> we can't say hosed in print. No, we
3: can't say you can't no. say host. Last
4: well, year it was it was asked who got hosed was up for I think it was the third year we did who got hosed. I was the writer, I remember, but last year in the morning, I remember we there was some shadowy league figure that had us change. Greg it, got so a no stern more, talking to him no more hose I feel I like,
3: I feel like this my post, which is had to be retitled uh two thousand fifteen schedule colon uh, <laughs> uh who's facing an uphill climb this is what's gonna cost <laughs> me the Pulitzer, <laughs> if it would have been hosed. I think I was going to get the Pulitzer. It's
2: like eight colons and four subtitles in that story,
3: <laughs> uh anyway, so yeah, here's the other the flip side of a team's. Uh, or divisions where I think they're kind of in a tough spot, and I'll I'll start with um, the teams that have three straight road games at one point in their schedule. Again, there's not too much. You don't want to get too crazy about who's what's an easy game, what's not an easy game, because we don't really know who's good. But you know that going on the road three games in a row is tough. Tough, and the Falcons, Bills, Dolphins, and Jaguars hmm. all have to do that. And uh, just just a reminder how hard it is to win on the road. Only six teams had a winning record on the road last year. Um, and no team had uh, less than three losses. So, I mean, that's it's not easy to win on the road.
4: It's not, and it just reminded me of something. You know who should be on this list every year? The Jaguars, because they give away a home game. I love the mm. international series, but it's a competitive disadvantage that the same team has volunteered. Yeah, that's to give what's up. keeping the Jaguars I'm out of the playoffs I'm just saying, it's year. giving up yeah, a home game.
6: But the <laughs> va- Jaguars fans pack Wembley Stadium.
4: So now they're good for four year. wins instead of three? I'm not saying – it. look, there's only 16 games in a season. You want every advantage you can possibly get. So
3: those four teams have three road games in a row, so that's that's not fun. Uh, the Steelers I'll throw out there. I think, um, mm. you know, of course we mentioned Sheck was upset about that week one that they got stuck with the Patriots without Le'Veon Bell. But here's the other thing. If you look after their, uh, their post-by schedule after week 11 is rough. They're at Seattle, home to Colts. At Cincinnati, home to Denver, at Baltimore, and then at Cleveland. Mm. Uh, there's no gimmies there. How at often
2: all. do you see a team that they know is going to be in the thick of the division race in the final month of four games? Three are on the road against division opponents, all road games. That is just, that even the, feels, Damashek is a right to be annoyed. Even, what I'm seeing here is games
6: at A.J. McCarran, home to Brock Osweiler, <laughs> and at Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Best-case
3: scenario. That's what happens when you look at the schedule in April. Yeah, I mean, that right. that's, that's fair. West brings uh, A. good perspective for <laughs> is that? sure.
4: That is, that is tough, though. The Steelers especially, that first-place schedule in the AFC is so much harder than the third or fourth. The fact that they get the Broncos and the Patriots and that NFC West, that's disastrous.
2: Um, let's done. see.
6: Nine and seven winner of that It division. does seem like the Steelers get the hardest schedule this year.
3: Uh, so, yeah, sorry about that, Steelers. I, it, it's almost they had like they the gotta, easiest last year. They got to be like 7-3 and three hitting that bye, or I think they're in deep trouble. Well, and,
2: by the way, the Ravens are at home three of four of their final four games. So it's like, come on. it mm. just seems tilted bizarrely.
3: And also throughout the NFC West as a whole, uh, you know, listen, it's not maybe as stacked a division as it was when the Niners were a powerhouse, but even factoring that in, that's a competitive division. Those teams beat each other up. And then all the West teams they got to play the AFC North, which is uh, maybe if mm. maybe they're one two in terms of most competitive div- divisions. The AFC North fielded three playoff teams last year. Um, this also does in a somewhat related uh, point. This does mark present the possibility of Johnny Manziel playing at CenturyLink Field, uh, you know, in a game. Well,
2: it Presents this, you know, the possibility of Cleveland winning three or four games next season. When I look at the schedule, I could have
3: easily put Cleveland on the list. Their schedule is not easy not at good. all. But uh, you know who didn't
2: get banged? I think when you th- have the the no, West hosed. It, wh- hosed or you know toyed around with the West and North, the West and sounds- North playing each other, that we win. Those are going to be some great games. Oh, yeah. A bunch of great games there. Yeah. I love football. Party.
6: The Around the NFL podcast would not be toyed around
2: with.
3: <laughs> Don't you <laughs> us? T D is going know.
2: crazy. <laughs> you can.
5: This is this how you <laughs> welcome me back then?
2: <laughs> putting you to work. work.
3: <laughs> hey, I put the Gold standard to work too. Don't worry about it. Uh, all right. Any? Uh, how about uh, Kevin Patra, who, by the way, is our Chicago correspondent, and Wes. Next time, this time next week, it will be the Patra and Wes Variety Hour, <laughs> twenty-four hours a day in Chicago for several days. You looking forward to that?
6: I don't know if the windy city is ready for the two of us. <laughs>
3: I don't know if I said it on the last podcast or not, but here's the only thing I worry about when it comes to any type of um, you know situation in a parking lot or in a bar where there's a disagreement. Patra's go-to is fisticuffs every time. Right. <laughs> he uses those two big meat hooks. Well, let's, he's work.
6: got a peacemaker like me around. To uh, to I don't cook.
3: know. I mean, I feel like you might. You guys could turn into like the tag team champions of the Midwest. Uh, I'm, uh,
6: I'm my. my uh uh, cantankerous uh, fisticuffs days are over. <laughs>
3: you don't think Patrick will bring it out
2: of you, potentially? Nah. What about you and Patrick getting into a fight? That was, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> where I could I could see that a lot more.
6: Uh, uh, Patrick's a good man. This I, don't, will,
3: I, don't, I don't envision that. I'm looking forward to hearing about this this trip together. You guys are an interesting pairing. <laughs> it could be like the perfect mix, or it could be oil and vinegar. It could go either direction.
6: We've hung out before, just the two of us, Patrick and I, and we had a, we had a good time.
2: Maybe too much fun. That's what we're suggesting. Well, I think
6: i found the only person I know who complains more than I do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, all right, Thursday night preview. Let's talk about the Thursday night games real quick. Uh, Kevin wrote this piece. Um, I'm just going to go through it here. Broncos at KC. All right, give me a, a letter grade, Greg, all right, for each of these. But you got to be quick, rapid fire. You ready? Okay. Broncos at KC. B-. minus. Redskins at Giants. C. Ravens at Steelers. A. Colts at Texans. B minus. All right, we're switching (laughs) over to Mark now. Grades, please. Falcons at Saints. B, B. Solid B. B, B, B. Seahawks at Niners. A minus. Dolphins at Patriots. B plus. Browns at Bengals.
2: A plus.
6: (laughs) Switching over to Wes. Bills at Jets.
2: F. (laughs) <laughs> two
6: two teams without quarterbacks, no thank you. Titans at uh, Jaguars, you're stupid. Ta- Titans at Jaguars. F-minus. Oh, he got the terrible part of the slate. <laughs> this
3: is great. Uh, Vikings at Cardinals. Uh, B. B-plus. Come on.
6: Bucks at Rams. D. <laughs> at Rams? That's automatically less than a C if you're playing in that mausoleum. Oh, wow. We could, I, don't, I don't even
3: have to guess what this one is. Uh, week 15 Jets at Cowboys. C plus. Wow. Thursday night preview schedule.
4: <laughs> we got more. We got two more. That was a terrible idea. What? I can't wait to hear from the shadowy league figures on that one.
3: What the grades?
4: Yeah. I didn't. Exa- I didn't think we were getting f bombs all over the place I'm on kidding. us there. I'm Anyways, I find it funny. I like the one of the things I like about the Thursday night schedule are the Saturday games back once again. If you remember last year, we had a double header late in the season. This year, no double header. But two Saturday games, including Jets at Cowboys. That's a Saturday game. Oh, and, and you uh, love you left Saturday off Chargers games. Raiders. That's a Christmas Eve game. So you know you C- get minus. bring the family around and settle in for a little. Sell it, Greg. Philip Rivers and Derek Carr, at, which means uh, the final game there: uh, Redskins Eagles. Oh, I guess that's actually a Thursday game. Redskins Eagles is on a Saturday. Mm, so there you C-plus. go. C plus. So Christmas <laughs> on a Friday.
6: Yeah, that, that Christmas means, on a Friday. there's
4: a. N- NFL games Christmas Eve and NFL game the day after Christmas. And then the full slate of Sunday games. This
2: so is your message to tell us we're not going to be celebrating Yeah, we'll holiday. warn
4: your families. It's going to be that, that kind of year.
2: It's going to be that kind of That's year. It's
4: only one game, you know. Cool. Warn your families. You're,
3: actually, you have to talk to my wife about this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, we have Christmas off. I'll, I'll yeah, take you, like you a, off, Chargers Raiders. You're off Christmas. It's like one day
2: couch <laughs> between like five days of madness. <laughs> Real restful. Uh, all right. <laughs> Finally, um, Revenge. It's best served cold. Best
3: served cold. Mark, uh, you, of course, wrote the Revenge piece last year. Opened with
2: uh, – who was the quote from? Uh, Frederick Nietzsche, I believe. Nietzsche. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking at that piece today, and I had no memory. I, I thought to myself to when I checked out Mark's post
3: from last year, what if I just put the Nietzsche quote up there again and just rolled with the same <laughs> intro? <laughs> and, uh, you know, see if anyone noticed, including Mark. But I, said, I might as well write my own. But, um, all right, so here's some revenge games. And revenge is, as Wes previously stated, best served goal. A dish. Best served cold. A, d- a dish. <laughs> uh, I'll start with right off the top. This one's more team. Packers versus Seahawks. I was bummed out. I think we were talking about this, Greg, on an NFL Now hit we did uh, this week. Uh, it, we knew the Packers and Seahawks were playing. We didn't know when they were playing. We are kind of hoping – Maybe put it later in the season where the stakes are feeling their stakes are bigger. No, but they stuck in a week two. So I hate that. That's, I that too. was a little odd. You so, Sunday night game. That I mean, was your cool.
2: Thanksgiving game right there, and you, you sold it. Yeah. I also it's, it's
3: still on national TV. It's a fun game, and obviously it's going to get mega ratings and everything. So it's not like that was an obvious misstep. But it would have been cool to see it a little later. But then again, we might end up seeing them in January again. So
4: selfishly, though, I don't like the good games on Sun. The great games on Sunday night because ultimately that's the game we are too busy to really pay really close attention. That's, that's selfish. <laughs> but early in the season, I hate that. You know these are going to be the two best teams, but that's what the NFL wants to do. They want to knock them down a little bit.
3: Here's the here's the difference. Obviously, the Packers <laughs> lost their first and last game in Seattle last year, the second of which probably the worst loss in, fra- in franchise history, this time in Lambeau Field. So it's going to be uh, the challenge will be on the Seahawks more than anything. Packers went nine and zero there last year. Uh, you know the
4: Seahawks just just for a second to talk yes. their first two weeks in St. Louis and then in Green Bay. Just saying, that's that's a tough
3: drinking two- that less need Kool Aid, aren't I'm you? I'm
4: just saying that's a tough two game. That's a tough start to the season. With two road, two tough road games with the almost their entire defensive backfield coming off major injuries. Right. I mean they've struggled in St. Louis even at the best. I'm just saying that is a tough two game. Two Nick game Foles
3: start. against the Legion of Boom. I don't know.
4: Advantage.
6: Boom.
3: uh Andre Johnson did the did the badass move where you your team that scorned you you go sign with another team in the division so you get to you know I was going to use the b word td but because I respect you uh you know he wants to hose the Texans <laughs> He's twice. He's going to toy around with them. He's going <laughs> to toy around with the Texans <laughs> twice. He gets them in week 5 and week 15 so that'll be interesting Andre Johnson who uh basically got cut after Bill O'Brien said, hey, you're going to have a role about 50% of what it once was. And Andre Johnson said, nah, man, I'm Andre Johnson. I'm still the man. That's basically what he said.
2: That's the transcript from that conversation?
3: I was listening in. I was in the office. <laughs> nah, at the time. man.
2: <laughs> he's taking a
6: different tack from Steve Smith. He has not pre- predicted blood and guts everywhere. He said he's not really upset with the Texans. But I have a feeling he's going to have a pretty big chip on his shoulder, mm. especially if the owner came out and publicly said that Andre Johnson wouldn't acknowledge losing a step. I'm not even certain I've
3: ever heard Andre Johnson speak.
4: (laughs) He's got a deep voice. He would be a great guy to do those money intros. He's got a mean swing, too. He's got the nice baritone. A mean swing? Yeah. What does that mean? Merlin Finnegan, man. That's oh, yes, gotcha. of course,
3: but of course.
4: <laughs> Don't you just think – plus he's playing with Andrew Luck now. Don't you just oh, think he's going to – He's gonna playing gonna with a quarterback just, for the first time And He's in celebrating decade. all offseason because of that. He's, gonna he's dry, smart. He's, he's going to crush the Texans.
3: So smart. He's signed with a Super Bowl contender and the best young quarterback in football. I bet he has a big year. DeMarco Murray versus the Cowboys, again, same situation. Uh, he gets to face his former team twice in, on week two and week nine. And, again, uh, in, in my opinion – uh, the Cowboys made a mistake. They didn't. They didn't give Demarco Murray enough respect after he won Offensive Player of the Year and carried that team. What was the big difference between all those eight and eight finishes and twelve and four? It was Demarco Murray? In my opinion, I thought he was awesome, and they should have kept him around. They didn't, and now he gets to stick it to him.
4: Mm. Wasn't he on those eight and eight teams though?
3: Well, he was banged up. It was when they they changed their philosophy a little <laughs> bit and, and built the <laughs> offense around him. Just what are you smarking at? <laughs> I'm
4: not oh, they I'm didn't think They made a good reaction. point.
3: Their offense. Oh, their offense wasn't changed at all last year. They were
4: much better. were they more? Offense. Were
3: they Mr. Smirk, Were <laughs> they more run heavy last it was year?
4: The, <laughs> I was just laughing at their reaction. <laughs> I'm just saying they were great. They were the best offense. So when they in the depended on DeMarco Murray
3: more, they were better, and now right. they get him out of town. Now, I don't. I don't I'm think there's saying, logic was, to that.
4: I'm just saying he was on the team. Those other years that you said was the difference. <laughs> I'm glad that game is early. Week two You're fired. Great game. <laughs> we fired the boss. This oh, is uncomfortable. Right. Week that's two bad. national game on Fox. There that's go.
3: good. I'm looking forward to that game. I love anything NFC right. East, as you know. To make
4: it up for you to you, Dan, you <laughs> yes. have been assigned that game oh, already. Cool. The earliest assigning <laughs> of a game in ATL Thank history. You. I'm
3: looking forward to it. Um, right, we'll stick with uh, the uh, An and NFC East team, Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy. This one, well, this one is like uh, has a lot of heat on it. He got traded to the Bills in a surprise move, and really a stunning move right at the dawn of free agency this year. So the Bills and the Eagles square off in Week 14, and do mm. you think there'll be a lot of talk going into that game?
2: No, I don't think <laughs> there won't be a lot of attention around that. sean <laughs> McCoy, he
3: is the jilted lover he of the NFL this up. offseason. He doesn't doesn't shut up. It's great, and, and you know we, you could. In his defense, he was a great player for the Eagles, and they basically kicked him out of town and said, you don't make us better. So he's let him know that he thinks. He even said that uh, he thought the DeMarco and Ryan Matthews signings were a, quote, panic move. So
4: a lot of heat. Plus, you know, if they're playing well at that time of year. Rex Ryan's gonna be honking about how the Eagles should be sad that they let McCoy go. Uh, he's yeah. one of the only yep. coaches that likes to get into this mix it up. into this mix to kind of boost up his player. No, he's know, gonna be he's toying be around
3: with the Eagles. <laughs> will the Bills. Uh, a quick aside. Will the Bills be in playoff contention at that point?
4: Yes. <laughs> Week fourteen,
2: definitely. I like think they'll be in the card mix. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. wild card, I think they'll
5: maybe,
3: be
4: in the mix.
5: Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, That's a
4: ten-win team right there. Yummy.
3: <laughs> how about this, Greg? How about a little? Patriots want some revenge on Darrell Revis.
6: Do they really? I don't know. Week well, 7 and Week like 16. The hired gun who helped him get a Lombardi trophy?
3: Well, I don't think Revis should be looking for – well, that's a fair point. <laughs> and I definitely don't think that Revis should be looking for revenge on the Patriots. They paid him millions, let him reestablish his market value, and then got him a ring. mm but the Patriots may be like, oh, not only did you not maybe give us a little discount to stay in town after all we did for you, you went and signed back with the Jets and all
2: that stuff. I think everyone won here in this maybe. In this deal, and they're about to hang out at the White House, right? Aren't they? He is going to the, up there. The White House, that's true. I'm not surprised pumped about that. Surprised they put this game
4: at one, one o'clock, but maybe the revenge here is Bill Belichick. Versus everyone that wrote their secondary was going to fall apart without Darrell Rivas. He, he tries to find motivation in anything. It shows, you know, we didn't win oh, just because of Smith will test that. They've theory. won a lot of games without <laughs> Rivas, that's for sure. It's Marcus
3: Mariota. What about uh, the idea of maybe Belichick getting a little frisky and going after Rivas?
4: Oh, I like that. Brady that's some revenge. Brady hmm. and, yeah, hmm. that'd be fun. Revenge. Watch Brandon LaFell torch him. That'll I would him.
3: literally kill myself.
4: I wouldn't bank on that.
3: Uh, speaking of the Jets, Rex Ryan versus the Jets. Again, two matchups, Week 10 and Week 17. And the NFL definitely made sure to leverage this one. The first matchup is a Thursday night football matchup, Week 10. And I can imagine Rex Ryan's uh, press conferences that week will be aired
2: live on NFL Network. That would be my guess. I'm going to throw it out
4: Already there. teasing it. Well, and if, if company, man, I like it.
2: If we're not buying Belichick, Revis, Heat, you don't have to sell Rex because no. what he said over the weekend, I mean, he is clearly <laughs> agitated with the Jets, and he's not holding back, and he has no edit button. Well, Jason Garo,
3: at least, he was really upset that yeah. this rookie came out and uh, said that guys were lackadaisical and being late. He didn't think he thought he was out of line. And well, then another
4: player came out and said tardiness was a problem. Yeah, Willie Colon. <laughs> right. so, I'm just
3: saying. And, and then so after that Thursday night game of Week 10, then they bring him back. And week 17, the two teams play. So, for any optimistic Bills fans and Jets fans that think that they're going to be in the mix, could be an elimination game in a a best-case scenario. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, they really line that up very well.
4: How about uh, the Redskins in week 14 going against what will then be their former coach, Jay Gruden, who's been hired (laughs) as a consultant (laughs) on the Bears? Uh, See that? mm, Revenge game.
3: Jay Gruden. (laughs) Is not in a good position. Uh, finally, the last one I got here. Little Johnny Fox, Johnny Fox, uh, coaching against the Broncos in Week 11. Four years, John Fox was in Denver. Four division titles, one Super Bowl trip, uh, and yet John Elway famously said in his first uh, news conference after that they split, they, they uh, parted ways, that the they disagreed how to get to the next level, which is a little twist of the knife, I thought by Elway unnecessarily. Foxy wants to show him. I'm going <laughs> to toy with you, and I'm going to hose you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy.
4: Mike uh, Kliss, who I like really like a lot, who writes for the Denver Post, said in the first day of the, the Kubiak era when everyone was meeting with the media – what a what a necessary change of culture it is around here. You can already tell in in day 1. Oh, that's so unfair. And I thought, wait, where where were you last year? I didn't hear anyone reporting or talking about that there needed to be some culture change. What was the Well, huge that was really never
2: spoken about that way. I think so
4: Fox is I, one of the I, amiable coaches in the league. I want to know what the real story is then. There must be I don't know. They just What is this?
3: Was yeah, was the culture fine before Peyton Manning heard his you know, broke down physically than last year. That feels like that was the biggest issue, right?
4: I feel feel like too many people, including uh, Chris Wessling, giving up on the Denver Broncos. Wait, I got sandwiches on the line against Damashek. Oh. He predicts he has
6: Broncos did not make the playoffs if Peyton Manning starts for them, and I have they will make the playoffs.
2: Dan, where is Johnny Manziel coming back into Cincinnati and saying, listen, Marvin Lewis, you don't call me a midget. I'm coming back around. Who's shot Mansell? Alright.
4: <laughs> Primetime game against late. Andy Dalton. There are worse places to be for the Browns. That is an annual NFL network game, Browns Bengals, right in the middle of the season.
2: They do seem to do it every year. You
3: know what they should have done West? They should have put like it. They should have taken it out to the wild card round and just eliminated the Bengals there too. <laughs> West of us.
4: <laughs> just skip the whole season. Ten and six. You're gonna be the five seed. Yeah. Everyone in the them. AFC is angling for that four seed so they get the free buy.
6: <laughs> West of this is coming. Every day takes us closer. The NFL doesn't have to schedule that. The Bengals take care of that themselves.
3: Wes, I'll give you the final word on the schedule release 2015.
6: I don't have to think about the schedule again until the day before the season starts, which is when we should think about it.
2: When the games start to matter. Maybe the whole week before the season starts. You know, there you go. All right.
3: Mark, I'll give you the final word as well.
2: I think the NFL's done an absolutely fantastic job <laughs> with this. The people upstairs, the management figures especially, just outstanding. And, Greg, since you're here.
4: Uh, quit it with the Throne of Ease stuff. Give me a break. <laughs> what? Hey,
6: listen to Mr. Smirk. I don't
4: know.
3: Yeah, he's smirking at me. i about <laughs> making my points to Marco Murray from your Throne of Ease. I love
2: this song. <laughs> I <do too.
3: laughs> uh, All right, we will be back. Let's lay it out again the rest of the uh, the next uh, week and a half. Uh, we will have – what's today? I don't even know what's happening anymore. Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay, we'll have another show on Thursday. Uh, you gentlemen will go it without me. I want you to – I want to take care of the girl here, okay? I won't be around on Thursday. So get ready for that, Greg. Pressure's on.
4: What does that mean, exactly? You're
3: going to be, uh, be leading the now show. I know
2: that, but about the girl part.
3: Taking care of the girl? The, the podcast is a girl on this. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. You had
2: us thinking all like sorts of things. Gaia? Like Mother <laughs> Earth?
3: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, and then next week is the big draft week. Like we said, Wes is going to Chicago. We're going to have three shows. We'll have a Tuesday preview. We'll uh, we'll make some sandwich propositions uh, with predictions for the draft. And then we'll do a show immediately after, the, or a little bit, a couple hours after the first round's up, uh, done, and we'll get the podcast up before any of our quote-unquote competitors. And then, of course, after Saturday, uh, after the draft, we'll do a, a recap, and then we're going to watch the uh, the Manny Pacquiao uh, Mayweather fight. That's right. But that you won't be on to? the podcast. Well, you don't have to.
6: All right. Any Avengers? Any oh, is that coming out? Yeah, same day. What's an Avenger?
5: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh boy. Like five
2: None of us are, are seeing people. the Avengers. plus that, that, that didn't make the social uh, calendar. I, I graduated from junior high. Right. I was going to really say we're older this. than 19.
3: Stunningly, TD, I did uh, see that first one in the theater yeah. and I enjoyed it. I don't even know what was the. Maybe I, I had a cousin. I was I was entertaining a young boy or something. I don't even know why I was there, but I did see it. Yeah. enjoyed it, but will not be seeing the sequel.
5: What are these folks avenging? Um, I don't know. Mayhem. Mayhem, you know, like he says, only going to be the top-grossing movie of all time. But do you have any? T.D., do you have any other uh, shots yeah. against
3: people that don't yeah, talk the way you talk?
5: Um, uh, nothing. I think the I... schedule
3: folk. Oh, yeah.
5: Schedule, folk, man, it's too much. It's not their much. fault for being. British. By the way, nothing is more.
6: You're gonna c- get hammered. Oh for this, no, by the way.
5: that's not. It's not a British thing. i producer TD, it is. Well, it, is. Whoa, it is, is a British. Every thing. not every not every
4: Brit says says that. I grew up around a lot of Brits. They don't. Your
2: timeline is gonna be ugly, horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's uh, he didn't m- mean more current,
4: by the way, than than a comic book based on themes from the 1950s uh, or yeah, whenever it was created. the biggest created. movie of the. I am just saying. Of all time, it's
5: turning ugly.
6: Yeah, how many sales did Justin Bieber have? Let's it's measure not, things by sales. Wow, well, so the it's Bieber so uh,
3: analogy, I right like yeah. that. Yeah, this is pretty Really falling
4: off
6: the
5: so
3: All right. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's shout, out,
5: <laughs> shout out to Marvel. Not Marvel, actually. Ball. John Marvel? Ball. Excellent. Yeah. Big big Avengers guy.
3: Okay, cool. All right, so we will be back uh, on Thursday. Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm. The mailman, the boss, and the great TD behind the glass. Until then.
0: come